0: I do feel that I'm underappreciated in my time.
1: Oh, oh, we're starting with this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure you're underappreciated. Oh, nope. You can't do it. <laughs> we're starting. <laughs> Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey
0: Unfilled for the podcast with Ted Campbell. I am the sidekick. I am Dylan Waugh. I am the Buck Owens to Ken's Roy Clark and Grandpa Jones and String Bean. <laughs> This week we're going to be talking about Nick Robertson. We're going to be talking about the New York uh, York Islanders. Islanders. Yeah, that's the one, and the Colorado Avalanche. Check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFilter at Ken underscore Campbell twenty seven, and of course at underscore Dylan
1: I so so don't understand you at all. I so don't understand you. Because we had the bit going. You say you're underappreciated. I say you're not underappreciated. I say you're not regarded. Yeah. Like, you're not... You would be happy to be underappreciated. Yeah. Yeah, so... And then you started it with that. I I don't get it. Anyways. I
0: gave gave, uh, a little bit of leeway on that music. Yeah. And I was like, you've got X amount of time to get your punchline out. Mm. And, you know... Uh, this is the Rodney Dangerfield School of Comedy. You've got about eight seconds to make a joke.
1: Well, you know what, you know what the most important thing is in comedy, right? What's that? Timing.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so my favorite Rodney
0: Dangerfield joke is he's talking about growing up in a rough neighborhood, as he's wont to do. Yeah. He says, I went to the I went to the police officer. I said, How long does it take to walk to the subway? And the guy says, I don't know, no one's ever made it yet. <laughs> There's nothing like that feeling when you stick your hand in wet cement for the first time and feel another hand.
1: <laughs> That's pretty good. He was one of the good ones. He was. Yeah. Um. Okay, so. Do you know why I picked Buck Owens? Because uh, you're a mu- music guy. I know you like that kind of stuff. Roy Clark is maybe one of my favorite <clears throat> musicians probably, of all time. He's one of the greatest guitarists ever, obviously. Oh, he's fantastic. Oh, he's, he's yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I mean, you know, he's right there with like Jimi Hendrix, Mark Knopfler, Eddie Van Halen. Like, he's he's that. Like, when you talk about the greatest guitarist of all time, yeah, that guy's there. And talk about underappreciated.
0: That guy's there.
1: Right. Now, so maybe he's not there because he's underappreciated. I don't know. Now,
0: Buck Owens um, was not much of a musician. He was a businessman. He owned a bunch of radio stations Mm. and he kind of, you know, came from nothing and and owned a bunch of radio stations. And so when people were presenting the show, hee haw, basically the fact that Buck Owens said yes to being on it is the reason why everybody else said yes. Ah, Because they all just went, well, if that, you know, real smart, fella says, okay, to it, then,
1: uh, then we'll do it. Too. Right. I never watched it, but I, 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 trust it was a fairly popular show. It was good. Yeah. I you know, like, I mean, like I've obviously
0: I didn't grow up in the 70s, so I didn't watch it, but, uh. You weren't even born in the 70s. Well yeah, that's that's normally the decade that you grow up
1: in. Right? <laughs> no, but like you weren't even born in like in the last part of the seventies, like in nineteen seventy-nine or anything. No, it's very true. Yeah. But
0: uh but man, like if you love banjo music, which you know, if you have any kind of morals you do, <clears throat> then uh you're gonna love hee-haw.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, I, I gotta say something. Yeah. I, I had experience with two things that I can't stand on the way here. Okay. Okay. okay? Uh, it can't be
0: me because that's when you got here. Right. So, yeah. That, okay. So three things, so I including re- the, I, I reset the, the arrival.
1: Clock. I reset the clock. when I arrived. <laughs> no, the first, the first one. Okay. So, uh, every, every time I come in for the podcast, sometimes we do it remotely. Most yeah. times we try to do it here. Yeah. We have a little ritual. I stop at Tim Horton's. I pick up a, a large, uh, dark roast black coffee for Dylan, which I appreciate. Right. And I get a pop at the store. Yeah. Well, I go into the store to get my pop. And of course there's a guy there cashing in his 500 lottery tickets. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And like you're getting the every second one. Winner, Yeah, and so like that drove me bananas. Yeah. Right? Um and like I I do buy lottery tickets only when like the Lotto Max gets up to like 80 gazillion dollars. Right. And then I get yeah, res- only
0: when there's even less of a chance right, of winning.
1: Right. Well, no, there's the same chance it's numbers. It's not, it's not the number of people who are in the lottery. It's what it, whether or not your numbers come up. So it doesn't, oh, it's, right. it's, yeah. It's, yeah. Okay, all, it's all, it's no. all the yeah. same chance, yeah. but I, I only buy it when it's a big, big prize. And then I get resentful when I don't win. <laughs> um, you know, so I don't hard to
0: picture you getting resentful. Yeah, I'm
1: not big on I'm not big on the lotteries, but those people drive me out of my mind. Yeah, uh, which the is it, which, which isn't a long drive. I'm 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 going to acknowledge. And then the second thing is Tim Hortons. Like I, again, I don't know anything about Tim Hortons. The only experience I have is Tim Hortons. With Tim Hortons is when I stop to buy you coffee because right. I don't drink coffee. Yeah, and I I think that they. Like, I always have to wait when I'm there. If there's people in line, I have to wait. If there's nobody in line, what? like today, I had to wait. Like, I, I don't know. I think they may have just thought, okay, well, you know, you're supposed to wait five minutes for this, whether there's somebody here or not. So I stood there, waited, 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 ordered your coffee and left. True story, bro.
0: It's a very true story. Like, so for those listening, Ken is so impatient (laughs) that when we did live streams during the playoffs last year and when that commercial break in progress thing happened with the people cleaning the ice and putting the stuff down on the ice, Ken was like, well, what the hell are we supposed to do now? (laughs) Just watch this again? (laughs) So we should talk about hockey. Yes. Yeah. It's a game. It's a game. Yep. Best game in the world. Yep. As Last time know. I checked. Still is. Yep. So tell me what you think about the New York Islanders.
1: I, they they remind me a lot of the Los Angeles Kings circa 2012. You know? A big, big team that plays heavy, leans on you, Um you know, it gets its chances by you know cycling and forecheck and and like serious serious forecheck on this team, um, you know, and gets amazing goaltending. Um, so to me, they 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 kind of look like that. You know, they don't have an Anje Kopitar, they don't have a Drew Doughty, uh, they yeah. do have some good players. They do have Not- a Dustin Brown, <laughs> sort of. Sort in of. Hits. Yeah, yeah, hits, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Cal Clutterbuck just yeah. passed him, right? And yeah. Matt Martin is about 200 behind him. So, yeah. Um, Matt Martin a punish- could pass him tomorrow. Matt Martin could pass him tomorrow. What's that mean? I'm saying he gets 200 hits a game. Oh, a could game. pass him to I get. Yeah, it. yeah. That yeah, was yeah. a joke. Yes, yeah. yes. Got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so this is a team to me that is, um, I think, I think he they're, you got to watch out for these guys. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. Like they've got, they're they they they're not going to wow you in the regular season, but this is a team that's built for the playoffs. Like I see, you know, if somehow it ends up that they play New Jersey, I don't like that matchup from New Jersey side of things at no. all. Yeah. If they play the Rangers, that's going to be a war. Yeah. I mean, those two teams both hit everything in sight and and all of that. Like that's, that's going to be, a war if they play the if they play in the playoffs. Um, you but, know what the most positive
0: thing about those two statements you just made was what that that New York rivalry is alive and well
1: finally. Right, right uh, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. That's sorry. I'm finally yeah. again. And the Devils aren't part of it. I, I hate to tell you, but the Devils are an afterthought. Even as good as they are, even when they won Stanley Cups in that market, they're not. They're, yeah. not, the, uh, they're not the. They're not the, They're not. Definitely not the Rangers, and they're not even the Islanders. Like it, they're a they're a distant, distant third. A um, distant third. Yeah, yeah. You like don't the, think it depends on who you ask? Because like, depending not, in, on who you not ask, in not in not in the New York market.
0: What's Montreal's biggest rivalry? Boston. I would agree with Boston. A lot of people would tell you Toronto. Mm-hmm. I would think that it would be the same thing with New York.
1: No, see, but c- because for a rivalry to develop, you've got to have a situation where you're both good at the same time. And basically, since the late 60s, the Canadians and the, the Leafs have not been good at the same time. Fair. Like, the, ever.
0: Yeah, no, I I agree with yeah, that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think that's, what, that's where that one fizzles out a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it used to be, and it could, probably could be again, but the Leafs have kind of not held up their end of the bargain on that one.
0: Yeah, but going back to New York, though, there's been plenty of times where where the Rangers and the Devils have been good at the same time. Yeah, and yeah, you know, so the, that's or, why the I'm early '90s, like, the early
1: '90s. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I think people get into it then, but the Devils are not; they're just not. Uh, they, they don't have a big presence in that market. No, right? eh? so yeah. So, anyways, but I, I, I digress. We're, we're talking about the Islanders. Right? Yeah. I, type, I digress. We're talking about the Islanders. And to me, the Islanders are a team that. Of all of the teams in the East, they might be the one that I would hate to face in the playoffs the most. Yeah. Um, like, you you might face the New York Islanders in the first round, and and you might beat the New York Islanders in the first round, but it's probably going to go seven. Yeah. You're probably going to be beat up as all a heck. You know, Sorokin's going to steal a game or two. Yeah. You know? And you're going to come out of that series with nothing left for the next one. You're not yeah. winning the next one. Yeah, you know. So uh, a very intriguing team to me. Like really, really, like it's so funny because like not long ago the West was that way, and now it's the East that's that way. That's the heavy grinding, you know, you know, really physical, big conference, and now like now that's the East, right? yeah and the Islanders typify that as much as as much as anybody, right they just grind you they just grind and grind and grind, and they've got that fourth line of Suzecus Martin and Clutterbuck that just makes life miserable for you, and I could see teams just like between that and Sorokin like stealing games like it's like you just want to punch them in the head, but you can't because they're t- so tough and they'll punch you back, yeah, much harder, yes,
0: yeah, um. A couple of things that I noticed, I noticed that on their <laughs> cycle, they tend to, what just what it looks like to me, like I'm not an, an expert by any stretch of the imagination. No, you're not. Minu- <laughs> minutia. <laughs> but on the cycle, it looks like they go really like high on the cycle. Like they keep their defensemen so high. And I'd almost just feel like, so they don't get a lot of their, their shots as quality shots. Okay. Right? Like it just looks like they're they're <laughs> trying to keep the puck as far to the outside as possible and just wait for that mistake because right. they just don't have the skill. Well, that's to... that's
1: exactly what they did on the tying goal. Yeah. I, I mean, they 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 waited for that mistake. Shulgin put up a muffin. Yeah. Bailey gets it, does a little stutter step, scores, yeah.
0: right? Yeah. yeah. And now here's the thing that I've been kind of going back and forth with, and I, I've actually texted a few people, and they don't really have good answers for me, and I don't really have a good answer with this. Sorokin puts up really, really good numbers, but he just doesn't. There's something missing in his game to me. He always lets in a chintzy goal at some point or another. Mm. It it really just and and in the Leafs game, he let in a terrible goal, far side.
1: <laughs> okay, I can't remember which one. Uh, uh,
0: the Matthews the goal second the second goal? I that think was, it was the, the Matthews second, goal. That was the Matthews. Top of the circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. far side. It was a terrible, terrible goal to <laughs> let in. And I just I feel like every time that I watch him, and granted, I you know I watch like every fifth game of theirs. Like it's not like I'm watching them religiously, and then highlights, of course. But it always just feels like there's a bad goal. And so I've got a theory as to why his numbers are always so good, even in the advanced stats, the goal saved above expected, etc. He makes a lot of really good pad saves. Mm. And so when you've got a team like that, that battles hard in front of the net, the quality of a rebound that a team will be able to take is is not as good. Only going to be so good. Exactly. You try to roof that thing while you're being cross-checked into oblivion. Yeah might not uh might not happen right Right, you try to roof that thing you know battling in front of the net with morgan riley (laughs) yeah (laughs) consider the puck roofed yeah right (laughs) um so this is what i mean i i just it's one of these things where my take in the off season was that i don't think that Sorokin's a lead i think he's a good goalie and now all the numbers are proving me wrong and so now i'm going to be that old school eye test guy and be like the numbers are wrong i'm right And so I'm trying to... That's
1: what you guys do all the time, eh? I know. We
0: only use them when it
1: serves our narrative. exactly. Exactly. It's very true. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We're the worst. It's weird because, yeah, their defense is big. Like, they've got, you know, back there, they've got Scott Mayfield. They've got the bad Sebastian Ajo. Yeah, they've got. <laughs> they've, they've got,
0: and you know got, that there were and, actually
1: two apostles named Judas. <laughs> and they've got they've got Noah Dobson back there, who to me is. I did not give on, Noah
0: Dobson the credit that he deserves oh, as he, an offensive defenseman. Oh,
1: and he's he's good both ways. Like, and he's big and he's got a big stick like he he breaks up plays yeah and he's very good offensively yeah i and like, like know, i know he's good you,
0: defensively from last right, year but right. watching him this year it feels like there's a new level right and maybe right. that's yeah. not having barry trotz as a coach maybe yeah. maybe
1: right and you know i mean once matt barzell gets going i mean matt barzell is too- he's going he's going he has two goals. Yeah, he's, he's got, got twenty two like points. Yeah, he's got twenty two points. He's got two goals. Twenty two points like fourteen games. They were both in the same game. I call that as goal. They were both in the same <laughs> game. Both of his goals. I, I, you know, I, I think he's got another gear to find. You know, I agree with you. So yeah. I agree with yeah. you. But twenty two points in fourteen games. He, he hasn't played fourteen games. He's played all. T- I think he's played all twenty. They've played twenty, and I think he's played every one.
0: Has. I'm bringing up the stats now. Anyways, yeah. um, I, I, I my point is is nevertheless the same, which is that I I think that he's he's going. He's just not not putting the puck in the net, um, which is okay. Yeah, he's played 20 games. Yeah, yeah.
1: That was silly talk. That 14 game stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why
0: my mind reset to like three I'm, weeks I'm ago. I'm actually
1: pretty impressed with Lane Lambert too.
0: I'm you very think, impressed yeah, with Lane Lambert. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's kept. The good from Barry Trotz and evolved it.
1: And he knows he knows what they are, right? Like, there is no, you know, like sometimes, you know, at the beginning of the year, the Leafs were like, what's their identity, right? What's our identity? With the yeah. Islanders, you know. You know. Yeah. You, there's no, absolutely no gray area yeah. as to what their identity is and how they're going to play the game. Like, you know, when you play the Islanders, you're not going to be surprised yeah. at how they play, yeah. right? So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the only thing is, and you kind of alluded to it, uh there's a few guys with a, a a decent modicum of skill, but boy, as a as an NHL team, it's pretty bereft.
1: Yeah, they're not a skilled group. They're not a skilled group, and they're they're not yeah, I mean they 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 win a certain way. And if they don't play that way, they don't win, and they always play that way. To me, like Barzell,
0: Nelson Anders Lee Dobson. That's pretty much the list of guys that would make any roster in the NHL.
1: Beauvillier. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they got. They got. But you know what I mean. Like, like you know, like after that, it's like you could
1: see a lot of. Well, they got a lot of good players, right? Like they got a lot of good players. I was. I'm gonna name drop here. I was. I had lunch with Bill Armstrong the other day, the coach of the uh, coach GM of the Arizona Coyotes, and he said it was he just could not believe how physical the Islanders were when they played him. He said it was a, it was big, big, big boy hockey. Not just big boy hockey. Yeah. Double big boy. hockey.
0: And, and Bill Armstrong looks like Superman. Exactly. Like I, like he looks like the early nineties Superman movies. He does. Yeah. yeah. He sort of does. Yeah. <laughs> he just
1: needs a little. Well, I always, I always joke the, with him. I always joke with him. I say, you look so good. You look like you still can't play.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, boy people that don't people that make fun of the Arizona coyotes are going to be eating crow pretty quick I think
1: you think yeah I How just so?
0: I just think that Bill Armstrong's got a direction
1: well yeah but it's getting messed up
0: yeah, it's getting by messed the up, winning
1: but because he's got a coach that has the young p- players still believing in Santa Claus right <laughs> and so that doesn't help yeah and what also doesn't help is getting Nick Schmaltz and Jacob chicken back yeah yeah They can't trade him fast enough, but they're going to want a big package for him. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so, you know, I mean, their whole MO is getting screwed up because they're better than, like, I don't think anybody thought Columbus was going to be this terrible. Yeah. I think people thought Anaheim was going to be bad. No, again, not this bad. Yeah. You know, I mean, so. I wasn't
0: a believer in Columbus, but I didn't think this bad.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. Wow. Hey, hockey fans, you can light the lamp this winter with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN and bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply.
0: Um, Should we move on to Nick Robertson? Sure, we can move on to Nick Robertson. Yeah, tell me how you're feeling Again, I'm going to name
1: drop again. I was talking to Jason Robertson yesterday
0: on the phone. Ah yes, <clears throat> and, and the good Robertson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we got talking about you know his his brother, and he said, and he said something really good. He just said, you know what? Like he he wasn't the least bit worried about it. He said he'll be fine. Yeah, but he'll I mean, fine. come on, like he's like, twenty one years old.
0: When PK Subban was asked about his brother Jordan. PK said he might be the best hockey player in the family. Right. So. About Jordan. About Jordan Subban. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, you kind of you stick up for your family publicly, and it's not. Right. Uh,
1: but I think I think Nick Robertson, you know, everybody's got their shorts in a major knot around these parts of the world, which is Toronto, about how he's how he's being deployed this year, and yeah. and I mean they've got a point. Yeah. But but what I would say is, somebody told me an executive told me one time the way he put it has always stuck with me. He said, show me the coach who wants to lose games. Because I've never met that guy. Yeah. I've never met the coach who wants to lose games. Yeah. So the bottom line here is that Sheldon Keefe's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. He wants to win games. Mm -hmm. And so obviously his opinion is that having Nick Robertson in the lineup most of the time does not give him the best chance to win the game. Mm -hmm. And you can argue with that. You certainly can, Mm -hmm. whether it's right or wrong. But, I mean, he's a pretty good coach. He's won a lot of games in the regular season. And he's deemed Nick Robertson to not be able to play at the level that he needs him to play in order for them to win games. Now, what they're going to do, what do they play? Do they play Wednesday night or Thursday night against the Devils? It might be tonight. It might be tonight, yeah. So he's, anyways, he's going to be on a line. He's going to be on a line with Mitch Marner and John Tavares, which is exactly where Jason Robertson needs to be. He needs to be in your top six, right, to be able to be effective. And to me, you know, like, has he got something to prove? Yeah, of course he's got something to prove in the next couple of games. But to me, it like, I don't think he has to come in and score a bunch of goals. Because mm-hmm. the Toronto Maple Leafs know Nick Robertson can score. It is he, tonight. He does, yeah, it's tonight. Okay. So they don't have, he doesn't have to come in and score a bunch of goals. Yeah. They know he can score. They know he's going to score at the NHL level at some point. Right. What they need to see and what he needs to do is they need to see, can he win puck battles? Yeah. You know, <clears throat> can he play both ends of the ice? Is he responsible? Does he not turn the puck over in crucial situations? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, those are the things that he's going to have to do. Before, it, like once he proves he can do that, and he gets the coach's trust in doing that, then he gets put into situations where he can show that he's a goal scorer. Right. Right. Yeah. And and so <clears throat> he has to do those things first. I think the Leafs have come to the come to the conclusion that he's probably not best served playing in the American Hockey League.
0: Yeah. You tweeted about that uh, uh, not too long
1: ago. Yeah. Like he's probably not, he's probably best served not playing in the American Hockey League. And and Sheldon Keefe actually said it the other day when he said, I'm not answering this question every day. He said, but there are benefits to being up in the NHL. Well yeah. there are. I mean, you're around that, pay. That, well, yeah, that that's a good <laughs> that's a big one. But you're around, you know, NHL guys every day. You're practicing against them. You're getting the best coaching, you're getting extra off ice work, you're getting all kinds of things. So I, I mean I'm not I wouldn't be too worried about Nick Robertson at this stage of the game. I mean, he may not be a what a lot of people think he is, but I think it's way too early to tell. Mm-hmm. He's only 21. Lots of guys have been through this. I mean, Jesper Bratt was a healthy scratch in his first playoffs with, with New Jersey, you know. And now look at what he's doing, right? So yeah. it happens. Joe Thornton had six points in his first season, and I'm not comparing the two, but but what I'm saying is it's still a very, it's still very early. He's 21 years old. I don't think there's a lot to worry about here and but I do think that he has to start showing when he's playing with good players uh that he can that he can do do all those other things because you know people look at the situation they go, well, Alex Kerfoot had top six minutes for twenty games and mm-hmm. scored one goal uh you know and and i i s to that i say yeah that's that's hard to figure out, you know. So now you see now 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 you see what maybe he can do. Like they liked Morgan a lot more. They liked Dennis Morgan and what he brought and yeah. the versatility that he brought a lot more than they they at Nick Robertson at this point. So now Morgan's going to be a healthy scratch, and you know now this is Nick Robertson's uh, Lou Gehrig, Wally Pip moment. <laughs> what what's
0: his name? Um,
1: Kerfoot uh,
0: r- reminds me a lot of uh, Stanley Cup winner. Stanley Cup final goal scorer two times over in that series or in the in the playoffs Arturi Terry mm. in the sense I that don't th-
1: I don't think he's as good no he's not as good I don't think he's as good as Lekkonen
0: no but I mean a lot yeah. of people say oh that center reminds me of Patrice Bergeron they don't mean as good as Patrice Bergeron they mean yeah you know but I just as in terms of as a guy that he's got an unrelenting motor on the forecheck and he does the little things all over the ice Except to,
1: for yeah, except for in the playoffs. But no, but I guess <laughs> see this Montreal. is the thing:
0: is that is that Kerfoot in that playoff series against Montreal was one of the few forwards that was yeah. getting opportunities on a consistent basis, right? And they were largely self-created, right?
1: But the and, only problem is, is he needs about yeah, he shoots 10, at two like percent. He, <laughs> he needs ten more ten opportunities where Nick Robertson needs two. Right. You know what I mean to score. Yeah, you know, like I always like whenever I'm yeah. at, up in the press box, it's like Pierre Engvall gets the puck in the offensive zone. I'm like, don't worry, it's Pierre Engvall. Yeah, like don't worry about it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know Nothing's what I mean. Happening. Let him take a yeah. shot. Whatever, yeah.
1: he'll put it in the bread basket, and we'll drop the puck and go start over again.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the joke. The in, in, in it was like a Montreal meme, which was like, "Are you Terry Lekkonen? And there was like a box for yes and a box for no. And there was like a bunch of X's around the box for yes, but none of them were in that box. (laughs) So, you know, that was kind of the on the ongoing joke. I mean, he shot at like three percent for like three years of his career. Yeah. But my my point is, is that when you're talking about putting Nick Robertson into that line and the fact that he can score and they know he can score and you're talking about, you know, the concern about having Kerfoot in that line, the, the bottom line is, is that that line can score. They're not lacking scoring, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're, yeah. You're not yeah. sitting there and looking at Nylander and Tavares and thinking to yourself, boy, if only there was somebody on this line, anybody yeah, that yeah. could put the puck in yeah, the yeah, net, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And and so, you know, Robertson needs to round out those skills outside of that. And, I mean, there's no better example for how Robertson will need to play than Brendan Gallagher. Oh, Okay. There's there's no better example of it in terms of Robertson's not a big guy but he plays with an edge right but right now he plays with an edge and he loses a lot of board battles yeah. and he loses a lot of foot races and, and 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 Gallagher's a guy that doesn't have a lot of god-given skill right truth be told right you watch him as skating and you kind of like I mean he's an yeah. NHL skater yeah. but like yeah. you know not much can be said beyond that and also I don't know if you saw my tweet about Robertson the other day I said- uh,
1: I didn't agree with it. I think his shot is-
0: No, no, I'm talking yeah. specifically about reading his release. Oh, I see. Okay, His yeah. shot is very hard, <laughs> but I, I said, if reading Matthew's release is is like uh, the Odyssey by Homer, then trying to read Robertson's release is like redfish, bluefish.
1: <laughs> I think you used Goodnight Moon, actually. Oh, maybe I used yeah, Goodnight yeah, Moon. Yeah, Whatever yeah. I read
0: my daughter that night Yeah, yeah is yeah, what I use. Yeah, yeah. But my, my point is, is that, and so again, with his release being so predictable- the best way for him to be unpredictable is the same way that Gallagher does it because his he is unpredictable despite having a very predictable shot, mm-hmm. which is shoot from anywhere right. and yeah. surprise the goalie where the goalie thought, I didn't think you were getting a shot and, off from and, there.
1: And he's he he's a much better shooter than Gallagher is. So I would if say he, so. if he's shooting yeah. from anywhere, he's going he's gonna to hit. He's going to pot I, more. I, yeah. I just think, to me, this is a classic case of he doesn't have the coach's trust. Yeah. He doesn't have the coach's trust and he's got to gain the coach's trust. Yeah. So how do you gain the coach's trust? You gain it by doing all those things that we talked about.
0: Yeah. You, know, you win those board you battles. You win the
1: board battles. Yeah. You go to, you know, you go hard to the net. Yeah. You don't turn the puck over 6 feet inside or outside either blue line. Yeah. You know, you don't, you know, that that kind of stuff. That's how you that's how you earn a coach's trust. Mm-hmm. And once you earn the coach's trust, then he doesn't feel reticent about throwing you out in those situations, and then it leads to you being in situations where you're going to score goals,
0: which is what you want. Yep. Ultimately. But yeah, no, I mean, it, that's that's exactly it. The, the, the line, the top two lines, he does not offer an aspect of that of those lines that they don't already have. Right. Right? And so he needs to show that he can. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, shall we move on to the Colorado Avalanche? Yep. So before we do, check out kencampbell.substack.com. Check out Ken on Twitter at ken__campbell27. Well, there is a Twitter. Check myself out on Twitter at underscore Dylan Waugh. And, of course, check out this podcast at Hockey No Filter. And if all that's not enough, <laughs> you can check us out on Apple Podcasts and, of course, leave a review and
1: a subscription and all of that good stuff. So I'm starting to think that this whole Twitter is going to die. Is It's like Donald Trump's taxes. Like, <laughs> no, no. Like, we keep hearing about how... Yeah, they've got a subpoena to get all his tax forms, and they're gonna get him, and he's gonna go to prison, and he never does. So, like, and Twitter's the same thing. I, I just don't think it's gonna. I, I, I think the 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 whole Twitter is gonna die. Yeah, is probably a little presumptuous, but.
0: Uh, I'd say I'd say a lot more than a little presumptuous. I mean, it's it's. I think that a better analogy. Is uh if Trump gets elected, we're moving to Canada. Yeah, we're we're yeah, all moving yeah, to Canada. Yeah. <laughs> wait, the taxes are what in
1: Canada? Oh, and he's going to keep them down. Hey, well, forget I, it. Maybe we'll yeah. just stay here. And the weather is like I was watching. I was watching the Great Cup the other day. Yeah, it was a great game. I don't know if you you probably didn't watch it. No,
0: I didn't watch it. It was
1: great. It was a great game. Really, really good game. Yeah. But they were showing it was in Saskatchewan, right? So. It was like minus one, felt like minus five or something. Yeah, I think it was just cold, just as cold in Toronto that day, but really nice day in Saskatchewan. But they kept showing these Saskatchewan government like, come live in Saskatchewan ads, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm watching them, and they're watching, they're showing people playing golf, they're showing people hiking, they're showing people going out on the town. They're oh, showing that was a fun week like, in Saskatchewan. No, eh? but I'm like I'm just thinking, like you haven't showed one time in the middle of january when it gets dark at two o'clock in the afternoon and it's minus 40
0: yeah yeah
1: well so you guys get is lo- misleading
0: you guys are, are get a lot of cold and snow in saskatchewan well do you at least have skiing sure <laughs> yeah the cross worst country. kind <laughs> cross country
1: <laughs> have you ever
0: felt that you want half the excitement of skiing with double the effort <laughs> well then why not try cross country skiing <laughs>
1: That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Just came up with that now. Did you really? I did. That sounds like something, some comedian you would have listened to came up with. No, no. I, I, okay, I, well, the, you should go on, do stand-up, and that should be your only joke, and then get off the <laughs> stage, because that's actually a really good joke, and your delivery was excellent, and your, your timing was excellent, and yeah, it was really good. Did you, you never watched Corner Gas, eh? I watched a little bit of it. I, I, It's one of those shows where every time I watch a snippet of it, I go, this is really good. Yeah. And then I, and then I don't ever get around to watching oh, it for some so reason. It's so good.
0: They, they've got this one bit where they're having like an amateur stand-up comedy night.
1: That's in based in Saskatchewan, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah.
0: So come full circle. And, uh, and Hank tries to write a joke, but he only gets halfway through the joke and he ends off with it as his big closer. And he goes... <laughs> He goes, He goes. men and women are different in many ways. Well, good night, everybody. <laughs> That's all he got. Yeah. And I, I think about that every time that I hear some hack comedian making some racial stereotype joke or just yeah, some yeah, low-hanging yeah. fruit. Yeah. I just think of Hank being up there going, men and women are different <laughs> in many ways. <laughs> Anyways, um, Corner Gas, great show. <clears throat> Colorado Avalanche, great team.
1: Yeah. Tell me how you're feeling about them. I'm feeling like why would you not pick them to win the Stanley Cup again right now?
0: Isn't it amazing how we didn't why? have a back to back Stanley Cup win for so long and yeah. now we've had two Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and, then, and, and then, then Tampa Tampa and, and now they, it looks like and maybe now
1: Colorado could yeah. be the same. Yeah. 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 I mean they had they got off to a bit of a slow start, which is absolutely and totally predictable.
0: Um, I think. Um, well but, yeah, you know, when you're getting pissed faced and doing push ups in a pond and,
1: oh never mind that no wasn't wait, them. that wasn't them. <laughs> but in November, in November, they've they're seven and one in November. They've outscored their opponents 32 to 15. Yeah. Uh, they are back in a big way. Although they're I, I have to admit their their level of competition hasn't been great, and it's not gonna be any better tonight when they play the Vancouver Canucks at home. But uh they the did, juggernauts. They did they did beat Dallas. Yeah. And, and they beat Carolina twice. So, you know, I mean, you can only play the teams that they put on your schedule. You can only play those teams. So, Very good so, left tenants. Yes. <laughs> 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 um, so so uh you know, to me, um they're they're getting a couple of things that well, the one thing that they're getting that I don't think anybody foresaw. Yeah, is ridiculous goaltending. Bingo. Which you don't need if you're Colorado, but you're getting it anyways. Yeah, you're getting it with Georgiev, who I always thought was good. Like I'm not surprised that he's been a really good number one goalie. I I always thought he had that that potential. Yeah, but I mean, even when they put Pavel Francouz in last week, they play Carolina. I said
0: I liked him from the playoffs last year. Who Francouz? Like, Francouz. Yeah, but Georgiev. I got to eat yeah. crow. They, on.
1: they put they put Francouz in. Uh, for a game against Carolina, they won 3-2 in overtime. They were outshot by 33 shots. Like, <laughs> like Carolina didn't have 33 shots. They outshot the Avalanche by 33 yeah, shots. Yeah. They had 48. The Avalanche had 15. Yeah. And Frank stood on his head and was great. Yeah. Um, so they're getting it from both. Yeah, uh, which is fantastic, which they don't even need. They just need good goaltending. They don't need great goaltending. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe Kale McCarr, when all is said and done, is going to win the Norris Trophy again this year. Um, I, I, I just can't believe how good he is and how he's rounding into form. Uh, the, the one thing I, and I don't even really worry that much about it because it's Kale McCarr. Uh, I don't know if they're playing him too much. He's averaging 27 minutes a game. In their last in two of their last three games he's played 32 plus minutes. Him and Darnell
0: Nurse probably call each other up every night and talk about how to tape up various yeah. aspects of their body.
1: How are you doing your wrist now? Are you doing it in a cross
0: X or are you doing it like, you know, uh, you know, kind of herringbone pattern?
1: Or Drew Doughty, they're probably talking to him too. But yeah. but like I don't I don't worry about that that much because it's he's so bloody young. McCarr's just great and young and he's Got all kinds of, you know, he's fit, and so I, I'm not that worried about it. However, you know, they are they are leaning pretty heavily on him and Taves, um, in terms of in terms of the amount of ice time they're getting. I think Taves is getting 23 or 24 minutes a game, and Makar's getting 27 somewhere in that area. Um, that would be a bit of a red flag, just in in that what do you do if one of them gets hurt, you know, um, that kind of thing.
0: McCar's twenty six forty, Taves is twenty three forty nine.
1: You sure? I thought it was twenty. I thought he was twenty seven oh one. Maybe that's which one? Maybe you that was a couple at? days ago. Not, Not just that trick. I'm looking. I was looking at NHL dot NHL okay. stats.
0: Um, one thing that I'll say is that McCar and Taves are also both leading the team in time on penalty kill.
1: And that's the heavy lifting.
0: That's the heavy. That's the lifting. heavy lifting. Yeah. Those. Those and are by the, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Not so, by a little. And bit. those.
1: Those are the minutes that are worth. Like, those are almost worth... Every one of those is almost worth two. Well, you notice that
0: every defenseman that started getting worse and worse and worse and then all of a sudden just got way better out of nowhere. Or I shouldn't say every, but a lot of situations like that. Dion Phaneuf is a situation like that. It was yeah. when they took them off the penalty kill. Ah, okay. Right? When Dion Phaneuf was taken off the penalty kill, all of a sudden, uh, Ottawa wanted to trade with Toronto because Dion Phaneuf looked good again. Right, And and so you see that very often, right? And, you, and look at... Uh, petrie's regression when shea weber was gone because shea weber wasn't taking those heavy penalty kill minutes you know it's just my my point is is backing up your point which is that those are the heavy minutes and for a guy that uh is is as offensive as as kill mccarr it's um very impressive to not only see him handling those penalty kill minutes yeah but
1: doing it really well right and he doesn't even take any penalties like he never gets any penalties hard no way. why would he yeah and so he's a prince but geez i mean yeah it's that's those are those are the heavy lifting minutes those are the those are the tough ones
0: so sorokin <clears throat> i i turned around and i kind of uh, railed against the stats a little bit in the sense that i'm just kind of like i don't i don't feel like my take is, is wrong yet or i'm not ready to admit that i'm wrong yet but georgiev Uh, he's looked really good.
1: What didn't, what did you think was so bad about him? Like what did, what was, what was with his body of work that you did, that you thought he was going to be lousy? Like, well, his first year, I thought that he was good,
0: much like everybody thought that he was good in his first year. Yeah. Just a lot of pucks were going through him. Mm. And and I, I know it's such a, it's just such an old school way of, of looking at it, but just, um, he just, he never looked settled. Mm. Right. And so I, I don't know if you've, It's probably
1: a lot easier to be settled behind that team than (laughs) it is around behind a lot of other teams. No kidding. Like I, I, you know, I mean, you would, you, you, you're the, you're the geek here. You'd know how many high danger chances off the rush and five on five in when in days that are the first three days of the week. How, how many they have of those, but I Now, don't. do you
0: want that between 7 and 7.15 or 7.15 and 7.45? 7. I'd,
1: I'd probably rather take a little later in the night because that's when the third period starts. Okay, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd say nine.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and days that end with Y.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, no, I, one thing that I've noticed is, is as a trend in the NHL right now is that goalies are all playing a little bit deeper in their net. And I think that that's because they're realizing that the ability to set their feet is more important than their ability to be forward and attacking the puck.
1: I think part of it too, is, is teams are going cross ice all the time now. Right. And that's, like that, that, as somebody told me and as an executive told me, he said on the two on one, watch two on ones, every two, almost every two on one, you see guy comes in with the puck. Gets it to the other guy one timer, yeah, almost every time. Yeah, yeah, and and now you're you're seeing a lot of it, like you're seeing that cross seam pass to Cole Caulfield or to whoever it is yeah. on that side, and you know that I think that's part of why they're playing so deep too, is because they have to get across the crease real fast. Yeah, and
0: and so, but what I'm saying is that with Georgiev, he just never felt like he had his feet set. He just yeah. never felt uh, firm in his positioning and. uh Quit, quit hitting my
1: equipment there. I hit my knee. That hurt. Uh, I'm
0: more worried about my microphone.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, I would be too.
0: <laughs> uh, anyways, but all of a sudden, Georgiev looks settled. He looks calm. He looks, you know, poised. Mm-hmm. And whereas maybe he that, didn't maybe for two that, years. See,
1: but maybe that comes with being the number one guy and knowing you're going to get most of the starts. very and, possible. And knowing you're playing behind a team that's, like, outstanding. You know, I mean, there's a lot of positives there, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And you know, they've done a lot of this without Natushkin, right? Who should be probably back very soon because yeah. he he was supposed to be out a month. He 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 got hurt like late October, mm-hmm. and he was supposed to be out of and he and he had ankle surgery, and he was supposed to be out a month. So I assume he's coming back pretty soon. Yeah. Um. So they've done a lot of that without him and Landeskog. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean. Uh, what are they? They're they're second. They're tied for second in points percentage in the division, right? With, I believe with, so. With Winnipeg, With Winnipeg, yeah. And Dallas is first, or who's first? No, I believe Dallas. Is it Dallas? Yeah, it must be Dallas. Yeah, it's Dallas. It's got to be Dallas. There are no other good teams in that division. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, it's not St. Louis. It's not Nashville. It's not Chicago. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's not. Certainly not Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, I,
0: I'm uh, uh you know, I'm pretty excited to see how they're how they're picking things up. Um it's one of these teams where how do I even put this without sounding like an idiot? And question two is when did I care about sounding like an idiot? When right. did I start to care about that? Right. <laughs> I just right. thought I'd get that one in before you did. Um <laughs> it's almost one of those teams where you almost forget their star power because they just have so much of it. Yeah. And and Tampa was like that. For so long where it it felt like when they traded away JT Miller, when Tampa traded away JT Miller, it was kind of like, you know, a middle six guy or whatever. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Middle six on Tampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and 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 Colorado is looking like like that as well. It's it's like it's almost you almost forget about like Bowen Byron. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Who
0: would be like a number one defenseman on. 20 teams in the NHL? Mm. Or top pairing yeah, defensemen, he, he I he might should be. say. He might be yeah. top
1: four for sure. Yeah. 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 He's, he's such a fantastic defenseman. Yeah. I love him. I it's mean, Miko Rantanen's doing Miko Rantanen things. Nathan McKinnon is starting to do Nathan McKinnon things again. Um, he's yeah. above a point of game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what yeah. I mean? It's
0: like yeah. th- that's always the joke is when a guy has like a down year at like a point of game.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. Kind of, that's okay. Oh
0: no. Yeah.
1: So I I I expect that the Colorado Avalanche will be right where they were last year. Probably win the division. Probably win the Stanley Cup. Or or at least get to the final. Yeah. Jeez.
0: I mean, the yeah. thing is is that a lot of luck goes into winning the Stanley Cup. Of course it does. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, probably more so than any other.
1: But I mean, trophy. you know, I mean they're they're set to be there, right? Like all you can do is have a have a team like they have, yeah. and then hope things fall your way. Yeah. So they've got half of half of that equation already.
0: Yeah. Right. You could have you could have the best team in the league and then get knocked out by the twenty twenty Montreal Canadiens, or you could have right. the best team in the league and get knocked out by the twenty ten Montreal Canadiens, or you could have the best team in the okay. I guess my or point you have is the best team
1: in the league and get knocked out by the nineteen seventy one Montreal Canadiens. The way right, it,
0: yeah, first can, first year for Ken Dryden. Yes, exactly. Yeah. What was I going to say? I'm I'm saying it facetiously, but what I but truthfully, I mean, we see this again and again. Tampa getting knocked out by Columbus, Toronto getting knocked out by Columbus. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) And uh, Toronto getting
1: knocked out by. Montreal, Toronto getting knocked out by
0: Boston, Boston. Boston. but at least Boston was supposed <laughs> to beat Toronto.
1: Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. but
0: yeah, yeah, you know, so a lot of luck goes into well, winning this this trophy.
1: Yeah, although last year, like, it wasn't close.
0: In terms of
1: Colorado, was just
0: ridiculous. In oh the yeah, like it wasn't close. You don't think so? You don't think
1: that Colorado and Tampa was close? Yeah, I, I didn't get the sense that that series was ever going to get away from Colorado. Yeah. 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 No, I, I, yeah, it was, they were, they were dominant. I think there was year.
0: a certain amount of confirmation bias in my mind where I was just kind of like, it just, it always felt like, okay, we've seen Tampa on the mat before. It just kind of always felt like, you know, like we were going to see Tampa get off the mat. And yeah. it, you know, to your point, it didn't really happen, but I guess it, it made it feel closer than it was just because it's like, it's Tampa.
1: Speaking of teams that are coming around. Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, is there ever
0: any worry about them? We've seen them put up no. middling regular seasons Yeah, yeah, before. no. No, no, no. I don't, yeah. th-
1: I don't think there is. Uh, you know, you got to get in and they're going to get in easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it helps to have, you know, one of the best playoff goalies probably by the end of his career of all time. Although sometimes I'm watching him now and it's like, How the hell did he let in a goal that bad? And I see it a lot.
0: There was an ongoing joke about uh, Carey Price, which was that he never got shutouts because, you know, you'd get to the end of the game and he just basically stopped caring. He'd watch a puck go in <laughs> yeah, and be yeah. like, nah, I don't want to mess up my knee on that one. Yeah, yeah. And just let in the bad goal. Yeah. And so that was kind of the ongoing joke. And I kind of wonder if vasilevsky's reaching that place in his career where he's just kind of like, you know what? I don't really have I'm, to stop every single I'm basically,
1: shot. I'm basically in the Hall of Fame already.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't have to stop every single shot. I yeah, can just yeah. stop enough to win the game and then save my body for the next game. Yeah. I mean, the guys, what's he on pace for? Like, how many starts does he have this year? It's got to be a lot. Yeah. He had like 60 or something like that the year before.
1: Yeah, he's like, one he's like the exception to the rule. Eh? Like now it's like 55-25 at the most or 50-32. Yeah. You know, I mean, but he starts all the games.
0: Yeah, so he has started 14 games, which puts him one off the pace of 15. What do you mean? Uh the pace of 15 games? All Mark Jones, Shesterkin, oh, okay. Gibson, Kemper, Soros, Markstrom have all started 15 games. Really? Wow. It's mm. pretty surprising. I mean, of, of that group, you know, definitely the one that I really knew was going to be leaned on heavily uh, this year was Martin Jones.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Can we talk about his resurgence? Do you want to talk about it right now or do you want to save it for another week? Like that one, that one. Might as well just throw it out that there. That one I didn't see coming at all. Ugh. At all, at all, at all, at all. Martin Jones is one of those classic Like for three things. years, he was the worst, like the worst goalie in the NHL. The yeah, worst. The worst. <laughs> yeah. It took me a
0: long time to come around to how bad he was because of how good he was. right. Right, And then it was kind of like he had a bad year. And I'm like, ah, even the greats have a bad year. And then he has another bad year. I'm like, ah, this is not looking good. And then he has another bad year. And I'm like, ah, I guess he sucks. (laughs) And then as soon as I say that, he's like, well, Dylan, (laughs) let
1: me show you. Yeah, no, he's been very good. (laughs) He's been insane. Another thing I want to bring up is the race for the Norris Trophy this year, I think, is going to be really good.
0: Yeah. Really who who do you have other than Makar as your? Well, Carlson.
1: I mean, Eric Carlson. Yeah. Well, yeah. Adam Fox. You yeah. Know, I mean, there's there's a bu- Alex Petrangelo has been amazing this year. There's there's a he whole, really has. There's a whole bunch of guys that are really really good. And I think and- his
0: power play, t- or his penalty kill time is down. Is it Petrangelo. Okay. So I think what- they're they're relying more on um, on on what's his name. Uh Martinez.
1: Theodore, oh, Martinez. Yeah. Well, yeah. he was hurt and he's come back. So yeah. yeah. So I think there's, I think the Norris race is really going to be good this year. Yeah. Like there's a bunch of, like there's probably 10 guys right now that are right in the thick of it. And to me, I will, I will counter that with the, with the Calder trophy race, which I think has been very underwhelming. Like it's been super underwhelming. Like I thought yeah. this was going to be like a lot better than it was like that. I think Matthias Michelli and um, they're tied for. 11, they each have eleven points. Matthias Michelli in Arizona and somebody else have eleven. Po- oh, uh, uh, um, Matty Baneers, yeah, in Seattle, they both have eleven. I was just about points. to ask if Matty they both have, is eligible. They both have eleven points, and they lead all rookies in scoring right now. Like to me, the the to me the the, the leading contender for the Calder Trophy right now is Logan Thompson. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Like, without a doubt, in my mind, yeah. if you're giving that trophy out right now, he wins it easily. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So, anyways, I just... just an
0: uncommon...
1: It's weird, because I thought, yeah. I really thought, you know, like, with the likes of, you know, Mason McTavish and, you know, the, the rookie crop that was coming in here. Yeah. And these guys that we were going to see, I thought it was going to be a lot more dynamic. I thought it was going to be a lot more... Exciting! I thought it was going to be, yeah, and it's kind of been.
0: Nah. How do you feel about the twenty-four-year-old rookie rule? It's twenty-six, actually. Or, sorry, pardon me, twenty-six.
1: I don't have a problem with it. No, no.
0: I now, would you s- wait your vote? Like, like, let's say you know, like last year being the the
1: prime example of Michael Bunting. Like, do you wait your vote for? I, I do not. I do not, and I have a vote. Yeah. and I just go by who's the be- Who is the best first-year player? Because that's what the criteria is. The criteria doesn't mention anything about age or You're whatever. You're a man of integrity. No, but no, but to me, that's 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 you, you pick the best first-year player. Yeah, I don't look at birth certificates when I when I vote. What I've what I've said is that there should be, there should be, you should have the Calder Trophy, but you should also have the a uh, 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 um a uh, uh, uh an award under twenty or something for, for the best yes for the best under twenty rookie in the league. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, or maybe even the best under 20 player. So yeah. a guy could win it twice yeah, conceivably. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I've always thought that, that in order to, to make that delineation between, you know, the 26 year old guy who's played in the minors for four years and is obviously much more prepared than the 18 year old guy who's coming out of, you know, junior hockey or the U S development program. I mean, there is a disparity there for sure. So I think I've always thought that you could have, you know, you could keep the Calder Trophy and then and then have like the Wayne Gretzky Trophy for the best teenage, best under twenty player in the league. Yeah, the and, oh, Wayne or Gretzky the, either,
0: tro- Trophy. I, yeah. I like that. Oh yeah,
1: either the best, either the best under twenty rookie or the best under twenty player. I don't, I don't have a, a, you know, I mean, if you want to just give it to the rookie and a guy gets it once, mm-hmm. but then you know, then if you do it the other way, a guy could win two of them in a row. Yeah, you know, so
0: I just I just took a look over the rookie list. And yeah, I mean, uh, Cole Perfetti should be getting some love over.
1: I'm not sure. Like after last year, I wasn't like really like sold on Cole Perfetti being like a really impact offensive guy.
0: Yeah, but Winnipeg's doing well. And that's partially because of his ability to uh, uh, offer some secondary scoring.
1: Yeah, like but he's only got like six points.
0: He's got nine. Oh, nine. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize this, but Caden Gooley's up there with eight points.
1: Caden Gooley, you know what? Will get love, yeah. because he's because he's playing a lot of minutes. Yeah, and he's he's top pairing. And he's been playing he's, top pairing. And and he's shutting guys down. Yeah. Well, no, not last <laughs> night. <laughs> not, well, but beyond that, not he, He's getting
0: caved in. Not like, lately.
1: Yeah. Oh, he is. Hey, eh? he's not like, but he he shut down. Malkin and that, and like he was a shut, he was one of their shutdown guys for a while, wasn't he? He's playing
0: shutdown minutes,
1: but he's getting, ca-
0: but in terms of like Corsi and stuff like that, he's getting caved in. But I pretty bet bad. you
1: that, I bet you that's been recent because they're, they're, they've regressed. Montreal's regressed to the mean. It's, Philly's it's, it's regressed been, it's to the it's mean. It's been all season. Has it? Yeah, yeah? it's been all okay. season. But okay. I, I
0: mean, in fairness, like if, if you're, if you're writing up a, a shutdown of pairing of defensemen to be your number one pair. You, you don't exactly, uh, you know, like say you're taking a fantasy draft or something. You don't exactly go, you know, Caden Gooley and, and David Savard. Yeah. I think those are the two that I really want as my
1: top pair. Right. To put out against the likes of Sidney Crosby, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't even know what, I don't even know what, like I know they got they got smoked last night. I don't know how many... Yeah. How many goals C- Caden Gooley was on for. Yeah. I assume a fair number because Jeff Skinner and Tage Thompson did a lot of damage last night. Yeah, yeah. So.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, that being said, um, Owen Powers is also another one. He's tied with it. Caden Gooley in points. and No know. goals. That's weird. No
1: goals for him. Yeah. Well, Caden Gooley's only got one. Yeah. You know. But Owen Power's way more offensive than yes. Caden Gooley is. Correct. Right? So, Correct. Yeah, I think you were expecting offense from... From Owen Power, yeah, you know, so I, I don't know, I just, I look at the Calder race and it's just kind of meh, yeah, you know, I thought it would be a lot more exciting,
0: yeah, yeah, I, uh, I agree with you, yep. not, uh, not a ton at the top end, probably if I were to make a prediction, probably just Maddie Beneers. it's probably just the easiest vote for people to make,
1: yeah, but for me, it's Logan Thompson, I, instead. I agree yeah. with you that that's who it should yeah, be, yeah, yeah
0: but yeah. Uh, I'm not guessing at who it should be, I'm guessing it. <laughs> it will be, right? Okay. Okay. I, I just think that Beneers, there was, a lot of people thought that he was going to win the Calder this year. Yes. And he's playing fine. Yes. He's playing well. He's playing
1: very well. Yeah. yeah. And yeah.
0: so it's kind of like, it's confirmation bias. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. All right, what do you say? You want
1: to get out of here? Oh, I guess so. You, you're done with my garage? Oh, 207, the Canada's game against... Belgium started seven minutes ago. Oh,
0: man. I hope that they add seven minutes at the end.
1: <laughs> Someone will fall down and they'll add time. They'll add time. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That's like the only thing I know about soccer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what the is heck are they doing now? Is you never really know when the game's over. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the game's over when I say it's over and yeah, I yeah. say uh, 20 more minutes.
1: Sounds about great now. Yeah. 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 You're on a breakaway. <laughs> yeah. You.
0: Yeah. So check out KenCampbell.Substack.com. Check us out on Twitter. Check out Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. If you subscribe to KenCampbell.Substack.com, you can get this episode and this podcast directly into your inbox along with Ken. Am I boring you? You're yawning. Yes, you are boring (laughs) me. Okay, good to know. (laughs) Along with Ken's writing, which, believe me, is not (laughs) yawn-inducing. And we will talk to you next week.